What's up, Los Angeles? It's me again, your host, Casey Diaz, at the Shot Caller Podcast. A lot of stuff going out there right now. And so, I thought, let me get on here and uh, put my two cents in. You guys ready? Let's do this. Well, um, there's a lot of news out there, right? I mean, uh, one of the biggest ones is uh, Jacob Blake. And um, this is a guy that got shot seven times uh, in his back. And, uh, you know, when you hear that, initially you think, <clears throat> why was he shot in his back? And um, it's good to go ahead and ask that question. I think what we are failing to do um, across America right now um, is, I don't know where we lost uh, the thought of looking at the entire story rather than just reading headlines and allowing uh, certain social media and and uh, media experts, if you will, uh, tell us what they think about the incident and then us just going by what they say. This has been a big a big um a problem in in the Hispanic community uh, where we are told, you know, mainly as we're growing up uh, by our parents or a parent or an adult, that if somebody has a suit and tie and has a college education, well, they know better. And this is a big thing. It's a big, I'm going to speak about the Hispanic community at large. Um, we have been bamboozled. And I, and I don't think that, I think that our parents or those adults didn't have, you know, a bad motive to that. Um, they just, you know, uh, were under the assumption that that if you have a degree in journalism or, you know, a degree in, in, in law or a degree in this, um, that you are automatically assumed as your opinion or your concept of thinking or the way that you process information is better than the average man. And again, I don't think that they did that with a malicious intent or anything like that. I just think that they did that because it was a way of encouraging uh, us as as young kids to look at education in a certain way. And, you know, uh, initially that, that, that doesn't sound bad. But uh, what they didn't know is that a lot of these professors in these universities are very left-wing, very liberal. Uh, they have a mentality, uh, uh, a, an agenda, I would say, to teach what they think is the way America should be or how things should be handled in a certain way. And somewhere down the line, 
somewhere, somewhere out there, we lost our sense of questioning everything. Like, you know, investigating all of it rather than just allowing the media to fork out information and us being, you know, uh, I mean, I think it takes a little bit of ignorance in that uh, of not making, you know, decisions on our own and having somebody else make those decisions for us. Um, it's almost sounding like a prison mentality, right? You're told when to do what. You're told when to uh, go to the bathroom. When when you're allowed to, you're told when you you could shower. When you can have some recreation, you're told. And a lot of that is is affecting um, young people nowadays. I, I I strongly believe that. And so we have a lot of young people that aren't willing to really, you know, take a story in and analyze it, look at both sides, and then process it in an intelligent way. Uh, With this Jacob Blake uh, incident, you know, when again, when you hear the guy got shot seven times, and by the way, he did not die. He, he, uh, from what we understand, he is paralyzed, and it'll take a miracle for him to walk again. But when the media pushes that and says he was shot seven times, of course that's going to get everybody upset. Of course that's going to get everybody rowdied up. And now you know, uh, here we have Kenosha, Wisconsin, and um, up until now, uh, you know, the governor finally there. Uh, uh, asked for federal uh, aid uh, in the form of National Guards coming in there and establishing order uh, all over again. But the media has a way of telling a story. And it's so important. Please listen to this. Please. You, you, because you're going to sound very ignorant out there in the public if all you're repeating is headlines, if all you're repeating is what someone else said to you and you didn't do your due diligence in looking at the whole entire story. For you that are out there and you're listening to me for the first time, um, I'm a former ex-convict, former gang leader, in the streets of Los Angeles in the 80s. I've done prison time. I've done juvenile halls. I've done juvenile camps. I've done California Youth Authorities. I've done it all. I've been there. So you're not getting a perspective from just a regular guy. You're getting a perspective from someone that has lived that life of criminal behavior. And I've looked at this footage over and over again. <clears throat> Just looked at it over and over again. And and I looked at social media and I looked at the comments. I've heard comments. I've seen, you know, posts of from all over the place. And this this crowd mentality of, you know, uh, this this anger towards 
law enforcement. Media has a way of doing this. And so I looked at this footage and, um, <clears throat> and after evaluating it, after looking at it, I mean, it, it took me one, one take really to, to look at it and, and to really uh, uh, observe it. And um, when I did that, um, when I did that, I looked at this and I went, well, there's the problem right there. Uh, what do you mean, Casey? What do you mean, what problem? The problem of this could have been very easily solved if Mr. Jacob Blake would have stopped, would have dropped the knife, and would have stopped and allowed law enforcement to ask the questions. And at the worst-case scenario, the guy right now would have been sitting in jail or whatever. We do know, we do know, it's public record here, we do know that he had a violent background. How do we know that? Well, we know that he was arrested for raping a 14-year-old girl. Let's start with that. Um... We know that someone in that community made a call to law enforcement. They didn't just randomly show up and ran into this subject. Somebody called from the community, a community that is largely a black community. So someone made a call and the police showed up. They wanted to question him. There was a struggle. And then you see in the footage that they're telling him to stop. Stop. Don't. Why are you moving? He's standing up. There's a knife in his hand. That right there, my friend, is probable cause. That is probable cause for law enforcement to go ahead and take their service weapon out. And there are people out there that said, well, why wasn't he, you know, why wasn't he tasered? Well, he was. Why, did, why didn't the taser take any effect? There's several reasons why tasers won't work. One of them is when there's two, there's two beads to these taser guns. And both of them have to connect to skin. If they don't connect to skin, they won't work. Another reason why they won't work is if the subject has, you know, several t-shirts. That's another reason when it won't work. Most likely it won't work. Or if they're wearing thick, you know, a jacket, a sweater, if one of those beads hits a belt buckle or the place of the leather part of a, of a belt and the other one does make contact with skin, it will not work. It could be that someone is high as a kite and the adrenaline in that subject 
that that taser won't work. There's several reasons why a taser won't work. Now they deployed tasers, right? We know that. And they're telling this guy, stop. All he has to do is stop. And I don't understand why, why no one could understand this, this concept. Just comply. You know, we're, we're, we're talking about this like coronavirus thing, right? And everybody's comply, comply. That whole world, the whole world, right? Everybody in the U.S. right now, comply. Wear a mask, wear a mask, comply. For a mask, for a mask, right there in this storyline, Mr. Jacob Blake is being told to comply. And if you look at the footage, he doesn't comply. He doesn't comply. And then, I mean, he's holding a knife. And um, here's the other thing. Then they say, well, there's, you know, he was shot in front of his two kids. (laughs) Yeah. He should be thinking about his two kids that were present. Why can't we get that? Why can't we understand that? That if he's thinking about his kids, I don't know about anybody else, but in my in, in me in my right mind, I would go, I don't want to put my kids through this. I don't want to put my kids through any of this. Let me stop and let me answer some questions here. But he didn't stop. And then he goes into his car. He opens up his driver's side car, the, the, the driver's side door on his car. He leans in, and here's where the story gets, you know, crazy, right? Because there's people out there, and when I mean people, I'm going to tell you this. I mean everybody. Whoever is is just not unwilling to hear the whole entire story. Carefully, intelligently, without getting our emotions all rowdied up, and being adults. This is what we have lost in America in the past few years. Right? And, and, and so he reaches in. I'm going to tell you straight up. If I'm that cop and you're reaching in into a car and you are a registered ex-convict, you have a rape case, you have domestic violence on your rap sheet, multiple of multiple arrests of domestic violence. You, so so the people that are all up in arms about, you know, women's rights and all, <laughs> um, where are you at? Why aren't you saying anything about this? The guy is beating up women. That's what he's doing. He beats up women. He has raped a 14-year-old. How many of you out there have a 14-year-old? If uh, if somebody touched my kids, um, you're done. 
you're done. You are absolutely done. So you're going to tell me that you're, you're going to be composed and and you're going to, again, the, the, you know, these women that are about feminism and, and uh, um, rights for women and all this, here, here's where it gets sticky, right? Because you should be talking about that part as well. But there's a hypocrisy in all this. There's a hypocrisy in all this. Because what happened to the Me Too, you, uh, Me Too uh, movement? Shouldn't they say, I mean, this guy raped a 14-year-old. I want to keep repeating that. And the media, what did they, the media do? They put a picture of Mr. Jacob Blake with his kids. And they make it look like this dude is father of the month, father of the year. I grew up with domestic violence. I don't know if you forgot about that. I don't know if you forgot about the part of my story where I tried to murder my own father, my biological father, on different occasions because I couldn't stand seeing him beat my mom. I thought about this over and over again. Many times, and you can look at police records where police came to the house and a fight had ensued between me and him. There was one time where I dragged him down a hallway and we beat him. I beat my own father. I beat him and I beat him and I beat him. I dragged him down two areas of hallways in my apartment building. And I beat him because he put his hands, he put his hands on my mom. And, and darn skippy, that's what I did. So don't paint some, some dude that, that, that beats on women like he's the father of the year. Now let me get back to where he has, he reaches in and this police officer doesn't know what he's, what he's going to take out. And if I was that cop right there on the spot, I would have did the same thing. I would have shot right then and there. You know why? Because that police officer has the right to go back home to his wife and to his children. Don't tell me that you're, you're like you're going to be so calm that you being in that police officer's shoes, you would be calm, collective, and you're going to wait for this known criminal to furnish a weapon and then be the first one to fire or launch at you. Don't tell me that you're going to be so cool in that moment. When all this adrenaline is happening, where all this, you don't know what to expect from this guy. Don't tell me that you're going to wait patiently and see what he has in his hand or what he, he comes out with. That's foolish. That's some foolishness right there. No, you wouldn't. Not in your right mind, you wouldn't. You gotta tell me that if you ran into me, in, you know, back in the days, and you know, we're we're in some alley, and you're armed, 
and you're armed, and so am I, and you don't know that, and we're in some alley, and you don't know me, and I'm dressed like a gang member, that you're going to wait, and, and you see me going into my waistband or into my jacket, and I'm coming at you, and you're going to say, well, you know, he wasn't coming at the officer. I understand. I'm just painting a different picture here. But the picture that I'm painting you is you're going to wait. You're going to see me running towards you in an alley. And you're going you're gonna to tell me that you're going to wait until you see what I have in my hand before you pull out your, you know, your weapon to defend yourself. You're going to wait for me to have an advantage over you. You're going to do that. Please be honest. No, you're not. You're not going to wait for that. No one in their right mind would. At that moment, it's about who's going to live and who's not. And this is called probable cause. And now the National Guard is there trying to restore order because it's been and, and it really irks me when they call them when they call these 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 bozos protesters. No, let's call it what it really the rioters and looters, and they want a reason to do this. They want to set things on fire. These are not people that have jobs the next morning and are being fruitful and being productive in community. Enough with all this 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 pandering and and, and um, you know come on now let's get real let's get real you know uh, it, it, it's and you know what the media does here's another thing that the media does were you aware that I think it was two days before this incident this Jacob uh, Blake incident Two days prior to that, there was two black males who had just, who had just come out from a house after a home invasion, and their car is parked in front of the home, and one of the assailants opens fire on the police. Then the other guy takes out his his weapon, his gun, and fires at the police. So now there's two criminals shooting at police. The police didn't even have a chance. They didn't even have a chance to produce their, their, their service weapon. All three of them were shot. All three of these police officers were shot, ended up in the hospital. Oh, you didn't hear about that on the on the regular news. That's right. You didn't hear about that. Google it. A lot of you guys like Google. Google that. Three police officers ambushed after a home invasion. Google that. And you're going to see the footage. And... How come we don't get that in the news? How come the news is not like, you know, not on that? 
That that doesn't make you think that there's an agenda. That doesn't make you think that there's something up their sleeve. That you're not going to question that. You're not going to say nothing about that. And that's where the problem, you know, this is where the problem is. Where we don't question and we don't look at the whole entire story. We just take one story, we get emotional because we see a video or we see a picture and 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 then it's like we explode. We can't do that. And they're and they're painting Jacob Blake like this dude is, you know, an honor student. I'm gonna say that again. He was involved. He raped a 14-year-old. I want that to sink in. This is not somebody that got off of work, was home from work, the police came and randomly selected him and questioned him. That is not the case. That is not the case at all. But of course the media doesn't say that to you. Of course they don't. So why aren't you scratching your head and going, what's up with that? Listen, I'm an ex-convict. I'm, I, I, I'll, you know, all of you know that. What's the matter with, with, with our country when we can't just follow instructions? The worst case scenario, people, the, ra- the, the, the worst case scenario would have been if, if at all, you know, he had warrants, so they're going to have to arrest you. Yeah, that, that's, that's how it works. When you have warrants, they're going to arrest you. And he had warrants. And somebody called the cops because he's, he was being a violent criminal. That's why they were there. Don't, it, it, but don't, why, why are we being fooled by this media? Stop listening to all these music moguls and actors. <laughs> They're all on the same team. They're all on the same team. Unwilling to listen, unwilling to, 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 to look at all the details. Man, we, we, we got we to gotta be better. We got to do better, man. How about we teach our children to respect adults, to respect authority, to respect property? These writers, they, they they put a whole car dealership. They burned a church. They burned a whole entire dealership. And one of those dealerships actually had a sign, a marquee, that read Black Lives Matter. And they put that on fire. And then, then we have the issue with all these all these, <laughs> there's footage out there of all these idiots in D.C. going to restaurants 
and chanting, screaming at people who are just having a meal outside and trying to force people to raise a fist. And you're okay with that. And by the way, most of those were white individuals. Bunch of idiots. Bunch of idiots. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this in this podcast. America, if you're a, an American citizen, if you have the right to own a firearm, you have a clean record, I would say purchase one legally. Get, get some training. Get some training with that weapon. If you're in a state that allows you to carry, get licensed to carry. Because this, this outcry, this, this foolish outcry to defund the police, there's coming a time where in a place all over America where it's so out of control and you have the God-given right. Let's put even the, let's put the rights that you have as an American citizen. You have a human God-given right to, dis- to defend yourself and your loved ones. And if you feel like your life is in danger because there's a mob of fools coming at you. You need to defend yourself. America, you need to defend yourself. You have a God-given right to defend yourself. I'm telling you as an ex-convict, as a as a Christian, if you have the right because you have a clean record, because you're a citizen, because you're a permanent resident here and you're able to do that, do it. I encourage you to do that. Do not be waiting for that moment to happen and you have nothing to defend yourself with. There's nothing wrong with defending yourself. That's your human right. That's your God-given right. Plastered all through the Bible. You have the right to defend yourself. There's so much other news. Gosh, I, w- I wish I could talk about better things. Uh, I wish we could be in a better place. You know, I wish that we could be adults, have conversations that are fruitful, where there's no screaming, where there's no, like, rage, where we're adults. We don't necessarily have to agree. But we need to be adults. We need to grow up. I'm just hoping, I'm hoping that if you have children, young children, that you're teaching them to respect, first of all, God. I hope that you're teaching your, your children to respect God. He's the ultimate authority. Because from that, then it trickles down. If we teach our children to respect God, if we teach our children to respect parents, father, mother, 
if we teach our children to respect teachers, right, when they're teaching the right things, when we when, when we teach them to respect adults, we don't have to deal with all this stuff. We really won't. And it's not the government's job. It's not even the church's job to raise your kids. You had those kids. You raise them. Don't be handing your kids over to, you know, to 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 uncle this and and auntie that. Your auntie didn't have those kids. Uncle Bob didn't have those kids. You did. It's your responsibility. You need to steward what God has blessed you with. And my prayer, man, is that you teach that if you have young kids in your home, <laughs> teach them to respect God, to love God. Teach them good stuff. Teach them stuff that's going to help, you know, along this this road of life. Don't just like not do nothing. Teach your children to investigate, to look at all, all, all the story. Not just some, not just part. Teach them to, to do their due diligence in looking for all the information. I'm telling you, we'll have a healthier America. We'll have healthier communities. We're going to be able to, to do brilliant things in the future if we do that. That's all I got for you today. I hope I, I hope we listen to this and and I hope it helps. Till next time. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're considering becoming a monthly sponsor of the Shockholder podcast, I'd love for you to do that. It's very easy. Just go to my website, kcdiaz.net, click on the podcast icon, and just follow the instructions there, and you can become a monthly sponsor. Thank you so much for your time. Till the next time, be safe out there. Let's make some good choices.